episode 125 weighing in with travis hartman i am b money the producer that over there is the talent weekend trav weekend trav we gotta jump right into this because this is your boy we're talking terrence bud crawford now taking on errol spence jr this july july 29th las vegas t-mobile arena pbc brings us crawford versus spence jr it's going to be on showtime pay-per-view Woo! You can't tell me that the first half of this year hasn't been one of the best years ever of boxing matches. Like, come on. it's It's been amazing. I, I think that it's finally happening, yes, the Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. We've done the show for three years, and I think for two of those years, we've been talking about this yes. fight should be happening. And guess what? It finally is happening. And you want to know why it's happening? I'm do- Terrence Crawford's getting credit. He left his promotion company. Bob Aaron probably was holding it up, but I also think Errol Spence's team was holding it up too because Terrence Crawford now has been away from Bob Aaron. Um, I think this coming October will be a whole year that he's been away from him, and he's already had another fight. He had a, an interim fight, just yep. like a warm-up fight, and was still trying to make that Errol Spence fight. It didn't get made until finally happened. I think both fighters came together and were just like, you know what? Let's freaking fight. The fans want it. I want it. Let's do it. Beautiful time, too, because that's kind of, we get that summer lull. We don't know what's coming up in that, the last, like, month six through nine, really. I know we have Teofimo Lopez in there somewhere as well. Maybe that's June. Yeah, but this, yeah. I think, calendar-wise fits perfectly because 2023, holy moly, we're having these massive fights put on, right? So we're talking, we had um, uh, just recently Haney and Lomachenko, which we've talked about, uh, the robbery that that was. We, we were talking uh, Ryan, Ryan Garcia to... Tank Davis. Davis. That just all happened. Too. You know, we're going to have, uh, not that this is a major fight, but Tifium Lopez taking on Josh Taylor coming That's up. That's a pretty big fight. It's a though. big fight, but yeah. but the, this, this is the one. This, this is, is the, the uh, Coupe de Gras, the Creme Ooh. de la Creme. Um, oh. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. Freaking finally, but as we always say, folks, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a fight till they both it's get true. through the ropes, this right? It's true. They both signed, but it. It's boxing, crazier things have happened. But what I think is kind of cool is, I can't remember in the past, a blockbuster fight happening in July. Hmm. Usually the blockbuster fights are like the first half of the year, or the first part of, of the quarter, and then May, Cinco de Mayo, there's a big fight, and then usually September, and then December. So the, the fact that it's coming in July, I think it's kind of cool, because that means that we're still bracing ourselves for a big September blockbuster fight, yeah. which is going to happen. I don't know who's going to be, but that, that slot is still open. Well, this I could, is July. I could be wrong, but this is almost a throwback to what, we, like, years ago, people were anticipating, like, a Manny Pacquiao taking on Floyd Money Mayweather, which I think was also in July, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm pretty sure I was at a Daytona race in July, and it was the same night. Etc. I could be completely wrong, but this is one of those build-up fights that we've been waiting for. These two guys have made it very clear that they want each other. They're both claiming other that one's ducking who. Made, by the way, I'm gonna guess, but okay, one's ducking one and the other's ducking the. Other. So finally, it's gonna come to fruition. We think, folks, July 29th, Las Vegas, Nevada, T-Mobile Arena. It's gonna be on Showtime pay-per-view. It's gonna work. Be worth your money. Trust me on this one. Um, we can trap. This is way too early, so we're not throwing predictions out. But what we're going to say is the only prediction we're going to give to you as fans and as listeners of our program, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. What? What is this? Oh, I, I can't, I'm not following that up. Come on. I, I want to say so much stupid stuff. Okay. Um, but so – Manny Pacquiao was in May. It was Cinco de Mayo. Oh, really? Because that's when Mayweather always fights. Mayweather, for the last, like, I don't know, three or four years of his career, he fought Cinco de Mayo weekend, there September. You go. Cinco de Mayo weekend, September. Cinco de Mayo weekend, September. 
I said that kind of weird. But yes, he most big Actually, fights. That's because most familiar Mayweather was single to Mayo weekend, which was in May. And then September and then December are big fights too because I believe Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fought in a December one. And then the first half of the year, I don't know whether it's the end of January. Somewhere in January, there's big blockbuster fights as well. That's kind of like, I don't know why they do that. There's probably some kind of reason business-wise why that happens that way. But that's usually when big fights are. So the fact this fight's taking place in July, it's kind of cool to me because that means that we still have another massive big fight. That will happen in September Yeah, that's usually a big day. No, I love it. I think this is a good time of year for it because it's kind of in the middle of the, like all the sports are other than baseball are kind of off at that point, right? I think basketball is done by then. Football obviously hasn't gotten going yet. Um, you know, WNBA might be, I think they maybe they'll be around like kind of title season for them around then. So, I mean, they have to compete with that. I think they're playing right now, right? I think, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I, I, yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure yeah, I got to check. Um, so, Weekend Trap, that's a big fight. We have plenty so, of time. We're going to talk about it, you know, over the next two months now that we have. Uh, weekend Trap, let's switch gears to the local scene, which this isn't really the local scene. It was in our backyard, but this was a nationally head, uh, televised deal. It was on DAZN. Globally televised. Globally televised. And so MVP and Box Lab put together this uh, Most Valuable Prospects series show here in Orlando this past Friday. We can travel. I was still on vacation. I was coming back from vacation that day, and you were at the show. A bunch of friends, a bunch of friends of ours, were there as well. Give the folks at home a little bit of a rundown rundown of the show, and make me feel even worse that I wasn't there. See, that's where I'm trying not to do because if I go full in on this, you're going to feel terrible for not being there. And you were on vacation, so it wasn't like you chose not to be there. Okay, this was planned for sure, Uh, and I just got lucky that I was in town because a couple weeks ago they had a show I had to miss as well. But Holy crap, the money. Talk about hold your butt. Let's go through Talk the... Talk about hold your butt. Before the action, go run us through the glitz and glamour of it, people that were there, the production, so, everything. Listen, this was in our backyard at the Carib, Carib Royale Hotel. Carib Royale. Carib Royale Hotel, where Box Lab has done, I think, all of their, their fights that we've been a part of, at least, and watched the last couple of years. The... Dude, the who's who were there. I mean, talk about upcoming prospects. There was a bunch of prospects there. But also, I will happily say, probably one of the greatest women boxers of all time was there, Amanda Serrano. Mm. She was She's coupling with Jake Paul to do this Most Valuable Prospects, which is part of the promotion company, Most Valuable Promotions. Um, but so, so Amanda Serrano was there. Jake Paul was there. I'm going to give Jake Paul some credit, okay? We give him a lot of crap, right? Jake Paul... The first fight was at 6.30. Right? He was sitting. He was there. Yeah. And he was there till the last fight. And yeah. the last fight didn't get over to about 11.30. So anybody wants to talk crap, this guy is not bad for boxing. Yeah. Okay. Everybody keeps telling me he's bad for boxing. I don't believe he is. And I actually believe he has a genuine love and passion for boxing. I really believe that. And he was there. I couldn't believe it. I showed up two fights late to the fights and Jake Paul was already there. And I was like, wow, now I feel like a horse's ass. You I'm should. The, I'm the real boxing guy here, right? And, and I, I pulled that off and I showed up and Jake Paul was there. So good for Jake Paul. Jake Paul, Amanda Serrano, ringside. Then, then I love Box Lab because they take care of us at Wayne and Travis. They really do. You guys really take care of us and we appreciate you guys. And just like I told Eric, I said, Eric, he's, he thanked us for you know, the shout outs. And I was like, Eric, we, we keep it real. If your shows weren't good, I'm sorry. I would say they weren't good. They've been great, and yep. you guys take care of us. Not only because you take care of us, but the show delivers. Yep. And this show delivered because our table, we were sitting right beside Fat Joe, and I'm not fat. He's not really fat That's anymore. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. And he's, it's so funny because when we guys at the table, 
uh, walked up to him and said, hey, Mr. Joe. And I was like, it's not Fat Joe because it's like they're making fun of him. He's like, that's just that's his rap name. His yeah. name on Instagram is Fat Joe. So Fat Joe was sitting next to us. Ken Shamrock was sitting next the to us. The world's most dangerous man. Insane. Former intercontinental champion in the WWF and UFC alum. Mind blown. And we're literally right beside them. They were right beside us. We were in the who's who, man. I'm just saying, Wayne and Travis Harm, we were in the who's who there at that table. Don't forget. It was pretty awesome. Your boy. So up and coming, undefeated guy who just signed with The Zone, yep. Edgar Berlanga. Yeah. The Puerto Rican future they want him to be the superstar. I don't know if he's there yet. I like him. A though. guy that could sell. I do like him. A guy that could sell up Madison Square Garden. He's fighting there again. Yet, too. from from what I hear, uh, Lopez and Josh Taylor are having a tough time selling tickets to their event in New York. It's the Puerto Rican thing. It's because it's. I think it's Puerto Rican. Must be a female, isn't he? Something. I don't know. He's. I don't. That ah, doesn't matter. Don't but, but Edgar Berlanga he sells, and he and he sold last time. Yep. He also bit somebody, got fined, turned a lot of people off. But I think it's been long enough now. People have bite out of the Big that. Apple. Yeah. He, he took a bite out of the Big Apple. He really did. But I heard that they're almost sold out of his fight in June. He's fighting in June in, in the Madison Square Garden. Uh, I think it's during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Smart. I it's that weekend. Smart planning. It is. But nice guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I never talk crap on the show. I just thought that he he's overrated. He was overrated, and that's yeah. not talking crap. That's that, and that's probably not his fault either. That's more of the media's fault that bought into that. But. I didn't think he was at 168. I just didn't think he had what it took, okay? I do like him. He's a nice guy. We had a chat. I even chatted with his dad. Edgar wow. Senior. Look at that. Great guy. I we knew, exchanged digits. I knew one day Weekend Triumph would come over to Team Berlanga. I knew it. I knew it. As a person, I like him. I, think I knew it. I think he's a nice person. Yeah. Now he's we good. just got to gotta get you on the Nova train with Abraham Nova. I think you're going to come <laughs> over to my side too. You know what's funny? The funny story though about it is I was wearing my glasses there. Yeah. And Berlenga was over on our side. And I've Josh was like, Trav, take a picture of him. I was like, okay. So I took a picture with him. And we started chatting back and forth. And he was like, you're a boxer? <laughs> and I was just like... Yeah, man, I know. He goes, I thought you were a math teacher. I'm not exaggerating. I hope we have him on the show one day because he said he would come. Um, and he said he thought you were a math teacher. And I was like, no, nah, man. I was like, actually, I fought I fought Terrence Crawford. I fought Keith Thurman. I mean, I fought the who's who of the Walter Reed division in professional boxing. Even in the amateurs, I fought the best out there, too. Yeah. No Nito Donaire, all those guys. And he was just like, I believe you, man. He's like, but wow. He's like, that's pretty impressive, man, because you don't look like a fighter. And I, was, I took it as a compliment, to be fair, at the end, because most guys that have been fighting for... As long as I've been fighting. They look like Ken Shamrock. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I didn't recognize Ken Shamrock. I apologize for that. I really didn't recognize Ken Shamrock. I knew he was somebody. I could. He had glasses on, and he's a little bit older. Nose is pushed over. I should have knew he was a fighter. I thought he was an actor. It's good. I wasn't there. I would have marked out <laughs> because Ken Shamrock was there. As much as I love the boxing guys, you start pulling on my, my childhood heartstrings, and you start seeing those old names like a Ken Shamrock and other wrestling uh, type aficionados. So there were some WWE guys at yeah. Fat Joe's table as well. I, I don't watch the WWE. No, no offense, I don't. But there's a couple guys there too that I think are pretty big. Guys well, they too. do a lot in Orlando because they have a training facility here. So a lot of the guys live locally, um, but they travel all the time. So if they're in town, you know, obviously they're going to hang out with Fat Joe. Who wouldn't? So I'm not trying to miss out on anybody. I believe there was. Oh no, I know another one. I almost so so I saw some of these posts weekend travel as I'm out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean waiting to you get back. Be honest. Um, I was taking a look at Mike. Wow, the, he threw it down, and he called Amanda Serrano the goat. Yep. Interesting. Yep. There's a lot of other names I might want to throw into that conversation, but okay. I think she's like a seven-division seven, t- seven division 
world champion. True. Yeah. Seven different divisions. I, I, I trust me. I wouldn't put Clarissa Shields in that conversation. You know. Quote. You know. But you know. I, I mean, listen. I, I did throw it down, and she's also very nice too. But yeah, I I don't know, man. She's done pretty phenomenal what she's done, and she did all this. She paved the way also yeah. for a lot of the girls that are coming up now, like the Carissa Shields, like all those people. Amanda Serrano's been around. She's got 40-something pro fights. She's been around for a hot minute. But not only she's that, just now getting that respect. But not only that, culturally, she's also been a bridge for the Puerto Rican community into to professional legit boxing, right? Because it's been, it's been dominated by Dominicans, Mexicans for so long. Yeah, but, the, but you're starting to see more of that Puerto Rican flag hang high. I mean, obviously, we know what's-his-face uh, was was a big time uh, back back in your day. Miguel Cotto. Yeah. But other than that. There, there were singles. There was none, there yeah. Wasn't a big you don't get a lot. Yeah. There's Now there's starting to see a deep crop of that and especially Zayas, you got edgar berlanga bingo was i is there he wasn't there oh yeah. my gosh i know you would have thank you god lost yeah because it. so luckily you would have lost it i'm having the fomo the kids call that fomo fear of is it fear of missing out it is yep. fear fear of whatever yep. okay yeah that's me yeah that's me so another great that was there that i actually have a story about this guy and now i've changed my mind a little bit but antonio tarver was there hmm. antonio tarver hmm. Knocked out my favorite person of all time. He was my first favorite. And I've said this multiple times. Roy Jones Jr. was my yeah. first favorite professional boxer. When when I was like of age to remember and watch boxing. Yeah. He was my first favorite boxer. He was so dominant, so amazing. When he knocked out, when Antonio Tarver knocked out Roy Jones, my I felt like I'd, I'd just been broken up with. And my heart was crushed, right? So even rewind a little further back. Antonio Tarver, when I was 13 years old, I was at the National POW, which is the National Police Athletic League Tournament in Florida. He was still amateur at the time. He was on the mm-hmm, Olympic team. Mm-hmm. I came up to him and wanted to take a picture with him. I'm 13. He wanted to charge me like 10, 15 bucks. I was like, huh? what? Oh, what? This is like, we're talking about 1998. Yeah. Okay. Trav's 13. I don't have any money. I'm, I'm plus, I'm, I'm just a little kid at a tournament. And he, he's not even pro. He was in the Olympics. He was amateur still, which is phenomenal feat. I never made the Olympics, so I'm not taking anything from that. He wanted to charge me, and I was like, I don't. He's like, sorry. I didn't want to autograph. I just wanted a picture real quick. That was it. And walked off. Never forgot it. Then I fought, when he fought Bernard Hopkins yep. on HBO pay-per-view. It was my first big-time fight. I was one of the television portions of the HBO pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So the press conferences the same, all of that. And he didn't know who I was. He didn't know that I was that little kid, but... Once he knew that I was like fighting on the same stage as him, he was so nice to my whole family. And and I, it made me even more mad, though. I was 22 years old, 21 years old. It made me even more mad. I was like, I hate you. Walked off. I didn't even care. He, my, my parents and them were like talking to him. And I'm like, I hate him. Screw off. I got to talk to him at these fights. I actually sat away from everybody. Because yeah. we were in the VIP section. You know, yeah, on yeah. the one side where you can't get in there. I sat over there. I got a cool story about a security guard for you, too. But uh, so we go over. Our boys? Were they there? Yeah. Oh, God. But one of the good ones. Okay. So I'm sitting over talking to Antonio Tarver. We're just shooting the breeze. And I'm like, dude, I fought on your undercard. I never told him the story, but I'm going to tell him the story one time, <laughs> maybe on air. Oh, but I was boy. like, hey, I fought on the undercard when you fought Bernard Hopkins. I fought Jorge Pais Jr. He was like, oh. he was like, man, that was a long time ago. I said, yeah, 2006. It's been a little bit. He's like, yeah, but you look good, man. And I was like, you do too, bro. So we were, you know, we exchanged the niceties, whatever. But then we started talking boxing. And he's got a gym over in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He informed me that he's from Orlando. Hmm. That's where he was from. And I said, what? I thought you were Tampa. He's no, I live over there now. He's like, and that's where I have a gym. Yeah. And I was like, I thought you were, I thought you were a Tampa guy. He's like, no, I'm an Orlando guy. We were talking about our gym. He's like, I'll come by the gym, man. He gives me his phone. He goes, put your phone number and put your name in, and I'll call you right now. 
He goes, but we got to link up. I'm going to come over to your gym. Very cool. Antonio Tarver. You told me you'd come to the gym. I love it. I hope you do. I also hope that you can come on our podcast one day and we talk about, we can promote a show, all of that stuff. But I got to know him. I appreciated him. We started talking boxing. So I softened my stance on him a little bit. Gotcha. That's maturity, B-Money. Yeah. That's maturity. That little boy thought out inside of your heart. That's maturity. Got you know it. what? I'm an old soul. You're an old soul. Hi, Rye. That's what we're drinking today, folks. If you didn't catch our uh, Bourbon Lounge segment, uh, we are drinking Old Soul High Rye, and that's from Mississippi. We never had anything from Oldest Mississippi. Oldest distillery in Mississippi. Yeah. We won't go into detail here. Check out our podcast. One of my There's favorite like Tarver fights was in an exhibition fight when he took on old Rocky Balboa in the exhibition. Do you remember that fight? He did the movie. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It was he, a joke. So do, no, the yeah. funny part about that is yeah. he actually was filming the movie when he fought on the when I fought. On oh, the, really? Is that old? That Gosh, that old. we're getting old, 2006. Buddy. We're getting old. Yeah, he actually well, – and that's where he claims – and you might be right that he had to go up and wait to to film that movie. And he did down and wait to fight um, Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. So I think it might have affected him a little bit because Bernard did beat him. Well, we can draft. Long story short, that was just the superstars that were there. Don't forget my table too. We had some big time people there too. All of our friends, but it was pretty fun. Mm. But that's not even talking about the fights that were properly well matched. The TV fights. We're not talking about the undercard fights. The TV <laughs> fights were very well yeah. matched. It was a very good professional boxing card. And the, it looked like a sold-out arena. It was completely... Which is... That's impressive because they had a fight there two weeks ago. Yeah. That's impressive. That yeah. In two weeks, they were able to still pull in that, that crowd, which it's is tough. Awesome. It's, it's tough on the local shows to keep the crowd there the whole time just because usually they're there for their person, and once their fight's over, they bolt. So that's good. That's it good. It didn't happen here. They give, were all there. Give, um, give the audience a, a couple minute just rundown on the fights, the fight quality, anything specific you want to mention about any of the, 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 main, the main televised uh, fights. The TV portion of the fights, I have a boy that I, I don't really know him because I'm – I haven't lived in Missouri in 11 years, but Jamar Pemberton, yeah, yeah. he's a Missouri native kid. He was undefeated 4-0, taking on another undefeated guy, 5-0, Bryce Henry. Um, Pemberton went down, I think, in the first or second round. Really mm-hmm. good shot. Yeah, it was. But roared back and, and lost a very close decision, 37-38, on all three judges' scorecards, which means that knockdown lost him yeah, the fight, yeah. and it did. But Bryce Henry is phenomenal. I think Bryce Henry was signed um, by Jake Paul's promotion company, and Jamar Pen- Pemberton is signed by BoxUp. So... It was a very good, well-competitive fight. That's what I like to see. Promoters putting their best yep. guys against each other and, and figuring out the cream rises to the top, right? And that's what they're trying to do. And, and I like it. But also, this is not a major setback for Jamar Pimmerton. No. Because this is what I love about boxing right now. One loss doesn't put you put you aside now. One loss sets you back, yes. But it doesn't throw you away. Back in the day, it used to throw you away. You're Oh, you want you lost once? Okay, yeah, we're done. We don't, we don't need to see you. Nowadays... The best are still fighting the best, even with one loss. And I love that. So there there was that fight. There were so many good fights. The heavyweight fight, Lorenzo Medina versus Angel Napoles, was super entertaining. Yeah. The giant killer they call Lorenzo. I appreciate the nickname. I do. Because he doesn't look like your prototypical heavyweight boxer. He just doesn't. He's a little bit smaller, undersized. He's not this Adonis-looking figure, you know what I mean? Um, but he fights his butt off. He knows how to fight. He's slick. Mm-hmm. He's sly. He does a lot of good stuff. He won a decision. It was a very good fight, though. Close fight. Um, the co-main event, I believe, which was uh, Kevin Brown, who we yeah. talked about yeah, yeah. on the lead-up, he fought a guy who is deaf. 
I've never been a part of this. Julian Smith was his name. Uh, six and one, super light, 140 pounders. He was deaf. And he fought in, I believe it was a WBA eliminator or a WBA like top 10 fight yeah. uh, for a ranking. But Kevin Brown won that fight 96-94 twice, 98-92. The 96-92 or the 96-94 was correct. That's how close that fight was. Mm. A 96-94 fight means you're one fight, one yep. round away from being a draw. Yep. That fight, although I did think Kevin won, was super close, super competitive. I was watching the entire time, kind of on the edge of my seat, like, oh my gosh, like this guy's. I'm used to Kevin Brown like blowing people out. You know what I mean? And to to give you a little perspective, Kevin Brown's two and zero going into that fight, and he's fighting a ten rounder for a world ranking. Yeah, phenomenal. Then the main event, Ashton Sylvie, who is eight and zero with eight knockouts, had some high expectations going into this fight. Fighting Adam Kapenga was a super competitive fight. Went the distance though. First time Sylvie went the distance. Look phenomenal. Well, that's good. The kid is yeah. 19 years old, already 8 0. Jeez. Phenomenal. And the crowd loved it. I know that it was on DAZN Boxing, which is a global network. Um, and that's the MVP. F- that's an MVP guy, right? Yep. Yep. He, he's one of the That was like their second signing year or he's whatever. From California. And a lot of people came all the way from California to watch this kid. Wow. So they showed out for this kid from California. So it was kind of cool. Jake Paul's doing a lot of big things. Jake Paul gave Amanda Serrano her first biggest payday, paid her half a million dollars for her first fight. Okay, under MVP Promotions, mm-hmm. his promotion company. Jake Paul signing these young people now and building them up. So whatever you want to say about Jake Paul, fair enough. But you better tell the good stuff too, meaning he does a lot of good stuff too. Here's the Call thing. Call for his bad stuff. I'm cool with that. Here's the thing. This guy does a lot of we good We talk stuff. a lot in the business community about disruptors and sector by sector. Boxing needs a disruptor, right? Because you have some of the old guys. Yeah. I mean, Bob Arum's in his nineties. Yeah, he's, he's and and over the weekend, he was he was saying some negative things about Eddie Hearn, and Eddie Hearn had some backlash comments. To say, I think the zones as close as you get to kind of that disruptor sort of mentality in yeah. the boxing realm. The zones an app. Yeah. It's not your television. You know, but some of these older hats like PBC and all those, they, I mean, they're dinosaurs. Bob Arum is ninety-one years old. Amazing, amazing. No matter, no wonder he was falling asleep, amongst other reasons, in the Haney Lomachenko fight. No wonder he fell asleep at the wheel with Terence Crawford fighting Errol Spence as well. Tell you what, so so I think MVP and that that's most valuable promotions. Yep. They're doing a great thing. It's not just Jake Paul, but he's a figurehead of that. He has the right people running that organization. And he's there, but he's there. I don't even know if he's just a figurehead because he's there. He was in the in the locker room. I think he just was ringside. Just it's putting the awesome. putting the series together, however they're structuring this, I don't know if it's every other week, every month, whatever they're doing, is nice. I mean, it's it's kind of like an old callback to the old Friday Night Fights concept. I like it. And yeah. You know, you know what I've yeah. learned, too, is for my life and my schedule, that Friday night's good because it gives me a whole day Saturday to recoup, and then Sunday I'm good. But when they have those fights on Saturday— it's tough. I'm recouping all day Sunday. I go right back to work on Monday, and I'm like, oh, that's a little rough. I need a little extra time. Being and talking about extra time, this weekend is a very important weekend, weekend drive, because tomorrow, though you're catching this on Wednesday, so a couple of days ago was Memorial Day, the day that we celebrate those that have fallen uh, in the line of duty, uh, um, you know, uh, here in the States, those heroes that put their the ultimate sacrifice forth for our freedoms, our freedoms for everything, not just, you know, what we do on a daily basis, but freedom of expression, religion, all that, all the such so uh here at we at, at wayne and with travis hartman we do give props and honor to those that have fallen in the line of duty here serving their country the ultimate sacrifice happy memorial day to to them but uh we we honor your sacrifice by drinking bourbon today on our show hey thank you to the troops for sure they they, they allow us to do things like yes that. we do we we don't honor them enough we don't honor our veterans enough we don't honor those people that have passed away enough we don't honor the people that really have fought 
and shed blood for this country. And we do appreciate them more than more than we could even say Absolutely. on this podcast. This podcast isn't even enough to say that, but we do. We appreciate you guys. So we can travel. Let's just run a, like, a quick five-minute rundown because there's a lot of stuff that happened this weekend, not just locally uh, and not just oh the announcement gosh. of Terrence Crawford, Spence Jr., but uh, overseas, uh, over across the pond, there are some good fights going on uh, this weekend. Give a quick couple-minute rundown of what was going on, action outside of the states, outside of our borders here. I want to do like a breathe-in, do like the fast <gasps> boxing, but I can't do that. So I'll try to get it in like two minutes, probably. Okay. But we had Lee Wood rematching. He avenged his KO loss to Maurice Olara. Um, and Olara came in overweight. Wasn't had, had, capable got, to win the title. Was pulled. The, the title was pulled from him, yes, actually. He yeah. lost it at the scales. So only um, or only Wood could win the fight or win the title. And he won the fight. Yep. Unanimous decision. Awesome. Avenged his loss. Was a good fight. Uh, Chris Bilm Smith. A weighing in with Travis Hartman. Alumnus. Also... Our very first ever, on the show at least, world champion. Yeah. This guy won the cruiserweight world title um, over um, he the WBO cruiserweight title over Lawrence Okoli, which is a cool story because Okoli and Chris Billum used to be um, teammates. Yeah. And they were trained by the same guy, Shane McGuigan. Yep. Um, trained in the same gym, sparred together, all of that. So Chris Bill Smith was 18 and 1, 12 KOs. Lawrence O'Coley is now 19 and 1, 14 KOs. But Chris Billum Smith, congratulations. Emotional victory. If you haven't heard the speech after the fight, excellent stuff. Praying for your mom, buddy. And uh, you know, kudos to you. Hats off to you. Congratulations on that WBO title. As a recent father as well, I appreciate him because uh, today he was posting videos of him meeting yep. his kid. Yep. I love it. He's a family guy. It's awesome. He's um, a dude. A guy you haven't heard for a while, uh, Jack Catterall, yeah. who had that really close decision with uh, Josh Taylor where – you guys didn't agree with me, but I, I thought that he actually lost that fight against Josh Taylor, but a lot of people thought he won. Regardless, that was 15 months ago. Ja, ja, um, Josh, Jack Catterall won a 10-round unanimous decision on the Laura Wood undercard. He was a co-main event. So that fight happened. Unfortunately, my boy, I say my boy because I kind of like this guy. I liked him from the amateurs when he was in the Olympics and he flipped off everybody because he got robbed. Mick Conlon was his yeah. name. He got knocked out. Again. Again. Yeah. And... This is why I say again is because the first knockout wasn't even a devastating looking punch. It wasn't. And I watched it back so many different times and just was like, I don't understand what happened there. But he got knocked out the first one. The second one, different guy. It was Lopez. Uh, what's this guy's name? His name is Alberto Luis Alberto Lopez, 28-16 knockouts. So not really a crazy big knockout puncher. Knocked out Mick Collin in another weird kind of like, it was a good punch. I'm not saying it wasn't a good punch. And I feel like I can talk about this because I've been in the ring and I've took some good, really good punches. It didn't look like the punch that should knock out a normal person or an athlete like McCollin. I look at McCollin as he's a world champion type level guy and he got knocked out. So he's okay now. But the reason I bring it up is because I, I love boxing, but at some point, at some point, I don't care your age. Age doesn't matter. I'm not saying age because he's, a, he's young. Right. So age doesn't matter. You're not reacting to punches like you should. Yeah. Okay? So Mick Conlon, phenomenal career, brother. I love you. I respect everything you've done, stepping in the ring every single time. Something's off because you shouldn't be getting knocked out. And what I mean by that is health-wise, something's off. You don't get knocked out like that. And these yeah. are low, we're talking about lower weight classes too. Yeah. I can't remember his weight, but it's it's under 130, I believe. They're, it's the featherweight division. It's 126. These guys... I don't want to say they don't hit hard because they do 100%. I mean, uh, Lomachenko came from that weight class. They hit hard, but 
not a not a devastating like fashion that, yeah i'm a little worried so get checked out figure that out if you get a clean bill of health from all the doctors around you then you know what go for it but i think something's off i'm yeah. a boxer i know better something is off brother and, and i don't know what's going on with that but definitely get that looked at um i don't know if i missed any fights over the weekend that happened but Those are kind of the big ones. Trust me, there's a lot of action, folks. There's a lot of shows going on. Not, and I mentioned overseas, but there's other stuff going on locally I too. About that, August fifth. Yeah, so weekends. we we have a lot of time to talk about that one. But it was a stacked weekend overall. Enjoyable weekend for boxing fans, especially if you have a DAZN uh, app and service. Uh, I think you could have caught a lot of that stuff overseas midday. Uh, but weekend travel, it's it's fun. We're in we're in a fun time right it's now. So fun. We're in a fun matchmaking environment. We're starting to hear guys, you know, hem and haw and, and you know, start talking about stuff. You got our heavyweight uh, champ talking about this guy and that guy and you know, whatever. I'm kind of tired of hearing about him talking. You got Ryan Garcia fighting Roley now. That's, that's, that's that could possibly happen. Roley that's, talked his way into another fight. I tell you what. Losing. I tell you what. That guy with, with the immaculate voice, he just continues to stay there. Uh, we can trap. I digress. Yes, a sir. lot of stuff. We can trap. You've been on fire tonight. On fire. <laughs> this episode drops on Wednesday back at 7.15 because this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the TH Boxing Facility podcast room shot on a Sunday and Monday tonight being Sunday dropping on Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Number one in the world. In, in the, world. the world, number one, um, in that category, number one. We're, number one. Yeah, that, we're growing that very specific pace demographic percentage wise. We are, um, and we appreciate all of you. If you have yet to subscribe below, please do so. Um, we we ask kindly all the time. We used to ask me in a mean fashion, where he would show up to your door and punch you in the stomach and stuff like that. <laughs> but now we're just saying, hey, please follow. Please follow us, like our stuff, and if you have some comments about what we missed or things that we should, another point of view. Comment below on these videos on YouTube, Rumble, or if you're listening to the audio podcast uh, on the different apps, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, all the like. We are out there in all sorts of formats so we can travel. I'm going to throw final thoughts to you because this was a jam-packed episode. We had a lot to talk about in a short period of time. Final thoughts. I mean, I, I guess because of our bourbon of choice today is Old Soul High Rye. I'm going to go with a mature old soul thought is sometimes we can change our opinions of people based on the growth that you've had hmm. so i am leaving that open i'm not saying my complete opinion has changed of edgar berlanga oh wow or antonio tarver oh i'm just saying that i am open now for a little bit of growth and conversation to change that perception i feel like there are two budding bromances Alive and well right now <laughs> after this past weekend. I mean, we'll see. I do have cell phone numbers of these guys now, yep. so uh, I don't want to be the first to reach out, though. Can't I can't do that. He, no, he, we got to play it still piece by piece. You, you got to be the first one, but, <laughs> hey, but you know what, it's Jeff, like it's like getting getting a girl's number. You can't call her the next day, right? So I got I got to play it off. But no, honestly, but seriously though, I do think that you know we do all get older. You know, things happen for whatever reason. But I do want to have Antonio Tarver on the show and tell him that story and see what he says. Because I'll tell it to him. I don't care. I'm, we're both to the point now where we're just like, it's it's better to be honest and a lot easier to be honest. And we don't have to remember things that we've done if you're dishonest. You just remember the truth and you're good, right? Yeah. So 
I want to have him on here and just be straight up honest with him. You know, maybe we both cry and we just get like a million views. If you're really honest, <laughs> listen, if you're really honest about that, you're going to say, look, dude, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. As a 13-year-old. And as, a, as an immature. And you, and you knocked my idol out. And as an immature kid, and then when I was on the card fighting on, on the same card, I was immature. HBO I was just a hurt child. Hurt. hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah, that's good. Except I never hurt him, though. No, no. In my mind, I did. Man, maybe you'll get, ah, gosh, yeah, maybe some weeping. <laughs> be nice. Uh, we can travel. I am so happy to be back in studio, so happy to be back from vacation. I'm so glad you're back, b Yeah, man. If you can't tell. I got that tan, tan line right here. B-Money's got. Looks good from my headband. He's, he's, he's happy, though. You know, I was out on the water. I was uh, a good tan. I was hugging stingrays, kissing stingrays. I got photos. Hey. I haven't posted them online yet, but you know, the whole family we had a good time. But Follow it was a long page. trip. Put them there. We'll yeah, put them there. yeah. So it was a fun time. So we can travel. Uh, once again, if you have yet to subscribe, please do so below. Thank you to our media partners, TH Boxing, Goldstream Financial, and IF Enterprises for all your media support. Uh, we can travel. That's it. We're gonna close up shop. That's it, bro. Closing it up. Put a bow on it. Hold your butts. Hold on to your butts. Samuel L. Jackson, Jurassic Park. That over there is Weekend Trap. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. I'm super happy to have him back, but he really missed out on some really good fights. And it's time to lose some weight after that cruise. Let's get it. Yes. God bless.